Hey Downtown Church, and welcome back to the 7-Minute Sunday School. Last week we looked at 13, 14, and 15th chapter of Exodus. This week we're looking at the end of chapter 15 and all of chapter 16 in the book. Last week we saw this dramatic victory, the end of the first part of the book of Exodus. God bringing his people from the lament of enslavement to the praise for victory of God the King over Pharaoh as a pretender God in the Exodus and the crossing of the Red Sea. But now in this second major segment of the book of Exodus, we find ourselves on completely different terrain. Now the people of God are out of Egypt and they're in the wilderness. And the question they're facing stops being, what about those Egyptians who are enslaving us? And starts being, how in the world are we going to be provided for in this desolate place? Now, these are familiar stories, but to bring this home a little bit, take a look at the picture there on your screen. This is a picture of Egypt from the air and the surrounding areas. Pretty brown, as you can tell. The only green area in all of this aerial image is where the Nile is. And so in Egypt, fertility came because the Nile was always present. But as soon as you leave the Nile, and now the Israelites are leaving the Nile behind for the first time in hundreds of years, and now they're in that desolate wilderness and they're wondering, where does water come from in the wilderness? Where does food come from in the wilderness? How are we going to survive? is we didn't like Pharaoh, we didn't like oppression, but is there any way to survive without that kind of economy and ecology? Their first question is, what are we gonna drink? And they cry out to the Lord, and the Lord provides water for them miraculously. But not long after that, they start complaining to Moses and Aaron, and they say, what are we gonna eat? Why did you bring us out of Egypt? We were better off in enslavement. And isn't that just like people? To look back and say, we'd rather be slaves and know where our next meal was coming from than risk freedom with God in the wilderness. But God says, let me tell you something. I'm going to show you my glory when I provide food for you, even in this barren place. And so you know the story. God brings quail and they fall around the camp. And so the Israelites eat meat. They'd complained about not having meat. Now they get meat even in the wilderness. And they get manna, the daily bread that will fall from heaven every single day, with one exception, all their long journey to the land of Canaan. And there's some funny stuff about this manna. Some fun, and the funny stuff about this manna is God's way of teaching this people how not just to take their bodies out of Egypt, but to take Egypt out of their hearts and minds and souls. As the famous saying goes, if it takes a day to get Israel out of Egypt, it's going to take 40 years to get Egypt out of, the, out of Israel. Because... This bread, this manna is going to have to teach them some things. First of all, this bread falls every day. You have to go out and gather it. But miraculously, while some gather more and some gather less, the ones who gather more don't have too much. And the ones who gather less never have too little. In fact, miraculously, each one has exactly enough for their needs. Whereas in Pharaoh's economy, provision 
was made for the people, but by giving way more than was needed to the pharaohs and way less than was needed to the slaves. In God's economy, when God gives good gifts, there's enough for everyone. And secondly, you can't work constantly for this manna. Without any introduction, without telling them about the Sabbath, they're just told every six days you'll collect manna, and on the sixth day there'll be double the amount that you need because there won't be any manna on the seventh day. And of course, the Israelites don't believe it. They go out looking for manna on the seventh day, and there's none there. And Moses gets mad at them and says, how long are you going to be hard-hearted? See, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Now remember, nobody knows about the Sabbath at this point. We can hardly blame these slaves, these former slaves in the wilderness for wanting to hoard manna. But God says you can't do that. You can't hoard the manna and you can't work constantly for it. Why? Because God wants to ensure that every single person in the community gets a day off once a week. A day that they'll later learn, as we'll see, is a Sabbath day. A day for being with God. A holy day. A day of rest. How often do you think the slaves got a day off in Egypt? Never. But in God's economy, work has to take a break. Economic life has to pause. This is an incredible gift, the world's first universal paid holiday. And it's a gift given to God's people in the wilderness by Yahweh, their king. But the last bit of the manna that's strange and intended to teach them something is that they can't hoard the manna. If they try to keep it overnight, when they wake up, the manna is rotten. It's got maggots in it. What's the point? God's telling his people in Egypt, Pharaoh was constantly hoarding, constantly accumulating more and more. What were the Israelites first building? Storage cities so that Pharaoh could fill them up so you could continue to hoard more and more and more. God says, in my economy, I can provide abundantly in the wilderness, but my gifts rot when they're hoarded. Now, of course, again, some of the Israelites don't listen to this. They try to turn each of their little tents into a storage city like Pharaoh. They do their best at mimicking Pharaoh, but the manna rots. And Moses says, no, 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 no. It can't be done that way. So God brings the people in the wilderness and shows them, I am the creator. I lavishly provide for my people. But when I do, there's enough for everyone. You can't get ahead by hoarding and you can't get ahead by constant work. That's the story. Read chapter 15 and uh, 16 this week in the book of Exodus and talk with somebody about this remarkable story. And then consider, where do we try to get ahead by hoarding God's gifts, by embracing endless work? Where do we try to get ahead and where do we worry and not believe that God can provide abundantly even in the wilderness? Where do we tend to choose the ways of Pharaoh, which we know aren't effective and oppressive, but because we've seen them deliver the economic goods, rather than resting in God and trusting in his abundant provision, where have we been like the Israelites in that way? And what would it look like to trust God as the one who provides abundantly, even in the wilderness, and a God who gives gifts that can be shared because hoarding them, because workaholism gets us nowhere. Think about that this week. Talk about it with those around you. We'll see you again next week.